Welcome to the Happy Mindset, episode 111. Today's episode is called Separate Realities. Today I'm going to talk about a concept that I came across first in coaching when I was doing a life coaching course. This is the idea that we're not all living in the same world objectively. First of all, when I came across this idea, it seemed very, very esoteric and inaccessible to me. Because what I was tending to do was I was trying to fully understand this concept theoretically before I would, I don't know what I was doing to be honest. I think I was trying to fully understand this theoretically so then I would explain it to other people theoretically. So I never really mentioned separate realities to other people. First of all, because I didn't really understand the implications of this, how this is playing out in my life and how it can benefit me to understand this way of looking at the world. And then secondly, I was just trying to articulate it in such a way where people would understand it and buy into the idea. I don't think there's much power in that. The power that I've seen, because I heard about this years ago, but I kind of forgot about it because of that difficulty of fully understanding this construct before I would see it play out. And then also this idea of trying to explain it, even on a podcast. If I did a podcast two years ago about separate realities, it would have been very theoretical and convoluted. And yeah, it wouldn't have been great, to be honest. It wouldn't have been very grounded, in there. But today I'm going to give this a go because I've given it time to actually sink in. I haven't really thought about separate realities. I've just seen that because I heard of this idea once, it's opened my mind to a few different assumptions that have helped me in my life. So with separate realities, instead of believing that we're living in the same objective world, we got the same perception of life, Separate realities opens the door to the to the possibility of understanding that we're not all living in the same world, that we're living in our own version of reality. And that can sound quite esoteric and can sound very lofty and like a high concept to begin with, but it's in the actual implementation. So what this does, it helps you to actually create assumptions that line up better with reality. So when I didn't know about separate realities, I would tend to think, I would tend to assume that I'm living in the same world as everybody else, that everybody's seeing the same things I'm seeing day to day. Everybody's paying attention to pretty much the same things I'm paying attention to. They're choosing to ignore certain things and I'm choosing to ignore certain things. That would be the assumption there. One of the underlying assumptions I would have had. And so in that situation, I wouldn't be very curious about other people because I thought we were living in the same world anyway. So anything that I can see in front of me right now, they can see. So it's not that interesting to have a conversation with somebody when you think that you're living in the same world together like that. Again, that can sound a little bit convoluted because I used to get lost in the detail. I used to like imagine, what, what am I looking at? These are, these are good experiments but they're not great to actually think about too much because they don't have any actual implication on your life. They don't actually have any impact in your life when you go too far. It's kind of being a philosopher, an amateur philosopher, you're you're coming into that trap. To the period where, it, if you're aware of it, it's useful, but there comes a time where you're like, what's the implication of this in the real world and having conversations with people and doing my own thing? So the first part is that it gives you more curiosity about somebody. If you assume that they're not living in the exact same world as you, and again, when I'm saying that, it's not like there's two different models of the world. 
It's just I'm living in a world where I'm looking at things through my thought process, through my life experiences. There's a whole filter of things there that's in the way. Like we've touched on this in a lot of different podcasts already, so it's not something that's new to you. And separate realities is a concept that encapsulates this in a great way. It's just it's just encapsulates it in two words. Uh, for me, it's just there's a lot of ambiguity around what separate realities means to different people, which is how we get caught in that in that uh, in that thing. But first of all, yeah, it gives me that curiosity, so I'm more willing to actually listen to somebody than before. I would have been would have been more judgmental. I would have as well taken when I felt triggered by somebody as them doing it intentionally all the time. There's a certain nuance here. There are people who know your triggers and know the buttons to push and they might do it intentionally as well sometimes. But there's often a lot of times you have a people where it's innocent. I often experience this. I experience it less than I used to when I didn't really understand and didn't really respect that other people have different life experiences and they're living in a different world to me. Because I guess the thing this ties into is this... Uh, you'll often hear people disparage people by saying that oh, that person's living in their own world, hidden the clouds and not grounded in reality. I guess that was part of the block for me. That when you start talking about this, it sounds like you've got your head in the clouds. Whereas the type of person who tends to say that they don't have a great understanding of life to begin with themselves because they're assuming that in that in that statement, they're assuming, they're implying that everybody is living with the same experience of life except for this person who's got his head in the clouds and isn't grounded in reality. That's the underlying implication and assumption there. And that's why it's very hurtful to hear that from another person because it kind of isolates you it makes you feel weird and it makes you feel weird for having your own thoughts and expressing them your own ideas and stuff like i can see how it's useful to have conversations to keep us grounded but not in a way where you're ostracizing somebody for having a different way of looking at the world obviously it depends on the person how connected and grounded they are but i just generally don't feel like that's a great way because this comes down to this need that we have as humans as people that we need to, we have this need to feel heard and feel seen that oftentimes isn't catered for in the environments we grow into, we grow up into. Again, because they're like, when I grew up, I never heard of separate realities. I never heard of these ideas that people are experiencing lives, life, the same, life in fundamentally different ways. You could have people in the same family, a completely different experience of life. And it can seem like how is that possible if you're just not taking into consideration how they think about things, their way of being, like there's different as well, there's different things we're drawn to, the different interests, and when we start suppressing different interests as well, we tend to, I guess I'm speaking for my own life, you tend to become this robotic version of yourself that is more of a copy of the people around you, so it's more comfortable for everyone. But that, that isn't great. From, from my experience, that wasn't a great experience. It led to that problem of not feeling seen or feeling heard. And that can, that can lead to a lot of problems. Like it's that connection. It's the connection thing that's missing there. It's like just this lack of feeling connected to people and feeling like you need to be a certain way in order to be connected to people. 
But if you manipulate yourself in such a certain way, so as to please somebody else, so you can feel some connection there, you're not actually connected to yourself, so it's not real connection there. Real connection comes from like you being you, you doing you, when you're actually connecting with somebody who resonates with that, who can actually see you. They might necessarily have to agree with you, but they can see you and they can hear you, and they're coming across and expressing their points of views. You're acknowledging that as well. Like that, all this does take a, quite a bit of emotional maturity. That's why it's been such a, a process for me to even try and articulate this, because I'm no way a master of this today. But because I'm aware of it, that's the first step. Again, awareness is like the first step. And then when you're aware of something, you can intentionally practice it. You can see it in the world and you can improve on it. It's a lifelong learning mindset. There's always ways to improve this because there's always so there's always so many different types of people in the world as well to, to navigate. Another thing this helps you with is career. So when you start to realize that you've got your own way of looking at things, you've got your own reality you're living in, then you don't have to buy into the traditional models, the traditional ways of doing things. You can start to think more critically and creatively around that. Just because everybody else is doing a certain thing doesn't mean you have to do a certain thing. Or just because it looks like there's only a few different limited options career-wise doesn't mean that's true either. Like when you go out into the real world, you realize how these things change and evolve over time. Like there's jobs there today, like with automation, with AI, with different areas, bodies of work that have just been formed more in the last few years, the last few decades. There's different jobs that cater to that. Like even when I was going to university, when I was studying marketing, they didn't even have, digital marketing wasn't even a big thing then. It was just traditional marketing. There wasn't much internet marketing or digital marketing that I was aware of. It just wasn't really that popular then. But today you'll see like different branches of digital marketing and lots of different roles and it's completely different. So this assumption that you're living in your own reality, that you can explore that, you can be curious and creative with it, and you can find your own pattern life from doing that, that serves you better in a world that is constantly changing anyway. Because if you try and define the world in a very rigid way, like we often do in the academic world, you'll often tend to come into difficulties in the real world when there's turbulence, when there's change, when there's recessions, it's challenging times, and if you haven't got that adaptability and that creativity and critical thinking, then it's, it's a hard thing to navigate. It ultimately comes down, you start to realize as you go into the real world that ultimately you're, it's up to yourself to, to navigate your way through life. And if you're not developing the critical thinking, creativity, empathy, communication skills, then it's quite limited in where you can go and it can, yeah, it can really stifle you. So as I've started to delve into more of the deeper skills there, the critical thinking, creative thinking, adaptability, I'm just going to talk about logic and creativity. Again, with separate realities, you don't have to take on people's narratives and their stories, the general stories and narratives that we tell ourselves. The general narrative generally goes like you're either a creative person, you're a logical person. You don't have to choose. You can be both. You can develop both. That's what I've done with myself consciously. I... Like this is something that can be evident anyway. Like there's creativity and there's logic to language learning. So if you want to learn a foreign language, there's creativity and logic to that. There's creativity and logic to programming too. So that's you you can actually develop these two skills with one subject. I think traditionally people will look at programming and they'll think that that's highly logical. When they look at 
languages, foreign languages, and look at that as more just humanities. I don't even think that we think about that as a creative outlet. We just think of it as more of a communication skill, a human skill. So just even getting eyes for the things you're doing right now, like, is this logical? Is this creative? Is it both? I think most things are both if you've got the eyes for it, because you'll tend to you'll tend to see people who consider something logical. You, you, I don't know. I probably I don't think I've asked too many people, but I tend to think that a lot of a lot of computer programmers would think of themselves as logical, but they might necessarily think of themselves as creative. So it's a matter of getting eyes for it and not buying into narratives. So when you're thinking about separate realities, you're creating your reality. You're creating. You're creating what's possible for you. So this is delving into the mindset. Another part of this is that you'll start to tend to notice whether people have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And you don't have to buy into the fact that maybe a lot of people around you have a fixed mindset. Doesn't mean you have to have a fixed mindset because you can have a growth mindset. Doesn't doesn't matter. It makes it easier when you're around people with a growth mindset because you learn through osmosis, you pick that up. It just makes things easier when you create your environment more intentionally and more consciously. But because of this separate realities thing, you can have a growth mindset, the person right beside you could have a fixed mindset their whole life. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have a fixed mindset if you don't want to. It's just getting eyes for that. Even that distinction there, a fixed mindset, growth mindset. The way I think about that is just simply how do I think about things? When I run into difficulties, when I'm in a problem, do I tend to have thought processes that are productive or destructive? So with the growth mindset, it's usually things like it's easier to take on feedback. So as a programmer today, I often get feedback that this needs to be changed, that needs to be changed. Before, as a fixed mindset, I would have taken that very personally and would have been difficult to even hear that without being triggered. But with a growth mindset, I view it in a different way where it's like, this is helping me to improve as a programmer. This is helping the product to improve as well, the feedback, because I'm not the person, not the right person for, for this. It's the person who's actually using the product that's better to give me some feedback on that. And then we can see whether it's viable or not, whether it's something that's functionally possible or whatever. So that's the growth mindset, fixed mindset there. And so the last thing I really want to touch on here is how this understanding of separate realities, it can actually help you to, to live in the present moment more. Because in my experience, I've become a bit more curious about other people. And so when I'm more curious about people, I pay more attention to them. And so that's pretty much the way I look at living in the present moment, living for the here and now. No, not living for the here and now. That's more of a that's more of a live and let live philosophy. I'll just try, even try and draw a distinction here. Live and let live. When people, when I would tend to hear people talk about that, it's kind of like living without thinking about the consequences for tomorrow. But I don't think that's what living in a present moment is about. I think living in a present moment is just about paying attention, like being here right now. Because you're more effective that way because your mental resources, your mental energy is focused on the here and now, the problem right in front of you rather than worrying about tomorrow, worrying about the next hour, worrying about a lot of different stuff, all the anxiety loops. So this separate reality helps me when I'm in conversation with somebody to just pay attention more to them because I'm more curious about them. That helps them to feel seen and heard. This again will depend on the person like this is something I would struggle with before when I was like, I was like, is it this or that always? But I'll tailor this according to the person. This is all dependent on like, I'll listen and I'll I'll see somebody 
if I feel respected from them too. If I don't feel respected, then that's a barrier between us initially. That's a barrier there already. So I tend to not be so tough on yourself as well when it comes to this because there's, I find that, I find it a lot easier to talk to somebody if they have an element of humility and vulnerability, if they have some bit of, and respect there as well, that's when it's easier for me to listen to somebody. But if there isn't any of that going on for that person, if they're, if they're just not attuned to, to you or them themselves as well, it makes it a lot difficult. So I go, I go easier on you as well when it comes to really paying attention to somebody as well. It depends on the person. So it's, it's an individual thing I find. But they're the, the main things I wanted to cover today with separate realities. Like when I heard about this originally, I, I thought this was, I was initially excited by this concept because it was, a, it represented a new mental model for me. A new, it was like a paradigm shift again. A new mental model for me to understand the world by. But because I didn't really understand how concepts can help me in my life, if I just let them play out and I try and get eyes for it and see the simple, everyday, normal, practical implications of this concept. If I had that, it would have just made this thing a lot easier for me. But because I was coming for this mindset of needing to understand these big concepts and then explain that to other people and feel like I'm doing them a favor, that, that wasn't great. To be honest, that wasn't a great experience. So want to help you to avoid that as well if you fall into that trap it's a trap you can fall into the world of concepts concepts as well like that was another it was another weird one when i was going through my life coaching course it felt sometimes like concepts were a bad thing and that's crazy i think i think it was because it was coming from this idea that like wisdom and your real self it's not something you can conceptualize which i firmly believe that's to be true it's like when you're talking about the self and all these more loftier things, I think the concepts are just a way to point you in the right direction of it. That's all they ever do. Uh, and you'll, if you listen to people who I consider to have wisdom, like Bruce Lee there, that's how we can, it seems like they talk in riddles sometimes. It's like pointing to the moon. And if you, if you focus on the finger, you miss the, the moon, the beauty of the moon, something like that. It's like, that's what they're just kind of getting at is that you can't actually you can't actually describe the thing you're talking about all you can do is use words to point you in that direction so i found when i was in that community i was going through that life coaching experience i found in my mind there was a tendency to just leave the concept at the door because there's also this element of when you go into the real world as an adult a lot of the process is unlearning the stuff that wasn't helpful so there's a lot of unlearning to do but I wouldn't try to baby out with the bat water and get rid of concepts. That's why I'm a programmer today. Because I think concepts, conceptually understanding the world is a great thing. It's something that, that is good to develop in yourself because, because what I see is that it helps to sharpen your analytical mind. It helps to bring in a healthy amount of cynicism so you can think through things critically. So without that, I think you're more vulnerable to being taken advantage of and from just believing things that aren't grounded in reality that aren't actually true. So that's where I would see that. And, but it's just knowing its place, knowing that this is a concept, this is a construct I'm using to, to do something. 
that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise or to look at life in a way that's actually helpful to me. That's what these things are. That's the way I would, that's the way I would think about them in my mind anyway. The problem is when you start identifying with concepts, constructs and ways of thinking, and that's an unlearning process as well that I'm also continually going through because when you spend a large part of your formative years, not knowing these fundamental distinctions that can help you with your mental health as well, it's a big unlearning process because there's a lot of conditioned stuff in there. So it's a tricky one because there is also an element of conditioning that's there to help us to be in society, communicate with people, to be civilized in, in the world. So there, I think there's an element of that as well. So that's what makes it tricky. But as an adult, then it's like unlearning the stuff that's not helpful. That was never really the helpful and uh, just moving on and using the stuff that's useful. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope that's been useful today. Separate realities, just something to pay attention to. Something to even maybe just think a little bit about it. Don't think too much about it and just see how this will play out and just see the practical implications. It's mainly about just another way to become more curious about people, to pay attention to people more and just see the need for, for feeling seen and heard. Because even that, I would have felt uncomfortable saying that, that that was a need of mine before. But I realized that that's a human need, that everybody needs that. It's just not all of us can can articulate that that's what we want because that's that was my experience. I can never articulate that that's what I, what I wanted because it sounded so simple, so stupid. But it's not. So that's it. Thanks again for listening and I will speak to you on the next episode.